You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. There's an Isser, we talked the last time about the Isser of the mitzvah of bearing a mace. There's also an Isser of Leisogin. There's an Isser of a mace to be left without a burial. The Torah writes by Haruge Bezdin, which means that if you don't have a good reason, the body needs to be buried. Now, what does that mean? Means the whole night should not pass. Remember what this was talking about. This was someone who was Chayev Skiwa that they gave him skiwa, and then they put his body up uh, uh, after the body was, after he was basically dead, or dead, then they would they would uh, put the body up, sort of like what you'd call like, almost like a crucifixion today. And the body would hang there, not with a noose around its neck. The body would hang up, and people would see the, the, the dead body and say, wow, what did that person do? But the Torah writes, Le-so-le-nev-lo-se-le-es. Now, which means that it can't stay the whole night. Now, we say, if that's true for, for a person who, who committed Chiyavskila, the lab is also true for anybody that you have to bury. So therefore, the lab, your over, as soon as it becomes morning. That's one sheet. Some say that let's say the person dies and at night, during the day, and you let 12 hours pass. In other words, in the Pesach and the Torah, we're talking about clearly he's supposed to stay there till it's sunset, right? The whole point is while people are awake, they are seeing the dead body uh, you know, in that position, and they and they notice it, and they're scared about the Avera, and they take on a hachlata that they aren't going to um, that they aren't going to do Averas. So as soon as, like in Hanukkah, as soon as people stop mulling around in the marketplace, you take the body down, and you get it buried. Le'isolinivlose means get it buried by the morning. But some say we learn out from there that on a regular mace, if you allow that 12-hour period to pass, you're over. So in other words, if the person dies at 12 noon, you have to bury him before the sun goes down or until it becomes dark. That is a shita of some opinions. That even that that that's also called malinus hames, and you're also over kavartik pareno biyamahu. There is another shita that the baralacha brings, though, that that din is only baruge bezdin, but for a regular mace. You don't necessarily, obviously we do want the body buried as soon as possible, but you're not over a love if you don't bury it with, bury the mace uh, within the 12 hours. Um, the 
the in-between pinion holds that if somebody dies during the day um, and you wait, uh, you're not over a love, but you're over an essay because it's not the same day. If a person dies at 10 o'clock in the morning, it's already a different calendar day. So you're over the 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 assay of Biyo Mahu, Kavartik Bereno Biyo Mahu, but you're not over the Lais assay because you buried him during the night. Kolponim, you see from here where the assay of Takon in Yerushalayim and other places is, not to have a mace spend the night. In other words, they make sure that every mace is buried and they don't, even in situations if someone dies in Yerushalayim, I think even if relatives are coming in from America or wherever they're coming in from, there is a a cherem almost that is, assumes that you're going to have to bury the person, even if it means that the relatives won't be there. Another thing from today's halacha learning is the minig yisrael We know what we do is one of the things we do lekavad ames is we put and I remas off for Algabi Akever. Which means that it shouldn't just be in the dirt, but there should be an indicator that someone has just been buried there. And that's part of the Gemar of the Maisekfura. And Meikaradin, you're allowed to create that that hill, that little hillock. On the uh, on the place where the person has passed away, you're allowed to form that even on Yontif. There's a question about that dirt that you place there. Is it uh, how is it Osir Bahano? Now we know obviously the dirt that covers the body. Now this is especially true in Eretz Yisrael, where the burial is done. Um, in without uh, an Aron, at least in Yerushalayim for sure, and may, many other places. But, um, you know, for us, it's a little bit different here in the United States where there's actual many uh, laws uh, in the books, uh, city and county laws, saying that you can't, you have to bury within with a casket uh, because of diseases and things. You're not supposed to bury... Um, uh, in another type of way. Obviously, if there's no casket, the earth is 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 is, is crucial because the earth is what is the is the physical mitzius of what creates the burial and therefore becomes alser bahanah. But what about the hillock that I'm talking about? In other words, the uh, the hill on top of that is that alser bahanah or not? So that's a that is a machlekas Um It could be that's not considered seirachames. It's true you don't want people stepping on it, but it's not like the etzem. It's not the grave itself. It's an addition that we put on the grave to stop people from to knowing where it is. Um, there's also a question: how how prominent does it have to be? Is it okay if it's just a little bit higher than the rest of the earth? And this way you can tell. Or do you need to have it at least three tfachim? Um And that's, again, a question in halach. And therefore, the question would be what part of it would be also bahano.
Um, one of the things the Shulchan Aruch teaches us is that on Yontif Sheni, the, the Shulchan Aruch paskins like the Gemara straight, not like the, the, the Ramah, that you can do everything with Sayyidah Kvuras Ames. And there were some Ashkenazim who followed this Psak completely. However, the Ramah says that based on the sheet of Tesis and others, that Yisrael can't do Melacha Daraisa on Yontif Sheni, unless you can't find a Goy. Or it's in a very hot uh, climate where if you don't get involved till the Goy gets gets here, there is a bazillion possibly to the mess. Let's say the, there's a guy who's ready to help out. He's ready to help, build, you know, take care of the casket uh, or help arrange for the body to be transported to dig the grave. But he's charging a lot. So let's say he's charging a third more than the regular price. You don't have to use him. And there, even the post can say, even the Ramo would agree that a Jew could get involved in even Molochos Daraisa on Yantav Shani. Because it's EF sure you don't have to pay the, 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 the extortion prices of a goy. And this shows you, by the way, a very common a thing that happens, of course, is that the they try to extort you as much as possible. Um, now, all of this, of course, even according to the Shulchan Aruch, was when the burial was going to occur on Yontif. But we cannot never have burials on Yontif Shani. If the burial was supposed to happen on Maitzi Yontif anyway, then the most you can do is get the mace uh, to the funeral parlor or whatever it is that uh, possibly, but that's but you can't drive him. Um, but if the funeral is basically going to be after Yontif anyway, because you want people to come in, so many of these halachos halachos don't become relevant at all. So that is the halachos of uh, from Hilchas Yontif for today, along with uh, a couple of um, indicators about the type of midos of the Chazanish. We'll end with a little bit of Hilchas Lashon Hara, and then I want to do something else. So here's a little bit of Lashon Hara, Hilchas. Um, we know that one of the heterim to get information, which is otherwise Lashon Hara, is if it's for the Tayelis of the person. Let's say um, I need to find out if a person can do a job. I need to find, I need a cobbler in my house. I'm going to hire him. I don't have that much money. A Jewish person is known as an electrician or something. You've used them. 
I want to ask you what type of work he does. If you tell me that I that I that the money is not well spent and that the work is sloppy, that's not called Lashonara. Because your purpose is to save me. Your purpose is to tell me not to waste my money. Or let's say you know that I want to have partnership with someone that you were a partner with and that person swindled you or ripped you off or was a difficult person to deal with. You're not coming over to me to tell me this because you don't like that person. You want to help me. That's called Lashon Hara L'To'Eles. Now, the Chavetz Chaim says that let's say I go to you and I want to find out about I'm Ruvain, you're Shimon. I want to find out about Levi. I can't just say, hey, do you think Levi pays his bills on time? Do you think Levi keeps his word? If I, I need to explain to you why I'm asking you about Levi, because I'm going into business. Because if I don't tell you, even though you had a right to tell me, I am over with Naivir. Why? I had a right to know. Because I'm going into business with Levi. I have a right to know since I'm going into business with Levi. I have a right to know whether he's an honest person or not. But if you don't know that I'm going into business with him, you think you're just gossiping about him. You don't know why I'm asking. You think, and therefore, you might be saying it with a lot of gishmak and say, oh boy, I can't wait to tell you how bad Levi is. Levi is such a bum. Now, it was mutter for me to find out, but I needed to tell you why I was asking. Otherwise, it's lifnaiver, because even though I had a right to hear it, you didn't know that. So you were over Lashon Hara by telling me that with glee all about Levi, since you didn't know it was Lutayelis. That's what the Chavetz Chaim says. Now let's say I don't tell you why I'm asking. Should you say, why are you asking? Are, are you chayiv to... to figure out why it is I'm asking this question. So the simple approach is yes. And 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 and, and many poskim say, You would have to say, why are you asking me about him? Is it are you going into business? How do you know this is true? There's Halachon Arachaim that let's say you rent a house from someone starting to take possession on Erev Pesach. You need to ask the Balabayas, is the house Baruch from Chometz? Why? Because a house has a chazoka it doesn't, that it does have Chometz in it. So therefore, you need to be Mavar. Does the house have Chometz? I can ask you that question. The same thing over here. Normally, whether a guy pays his bills on time or whether he's pleasant to deal with, that usually is Lashonara. So you need to find out 
is this a Lashonara situation? You need to ask me, hey, why are you asking this? Now, you could answer, why do you have to ask me that? I'm not a, I'm not a Baal Lashonara. If I'm asking you, it's probably because I have a good reason. So don't we say a person has a cheskas kashras? Many people do not want to say, I'm going into business. They don't want to give themselves an eye in horror. They don't want to explain why. They just want to get the information. So maybe when you hear me asking about Levi, and you don't know me to be a big gossiper, I must have a reason to ask. So why not assume that I'm an ish kosher, and the reason I'm asking you, you're Shimon, I'm asking you because I, I need to know. Why do you have to turn it back on me and figure out why I want to ask? Don't I have a chazok am kosher? So, you see, that's not true. Because on chametz too, why would I have to ask the guy if there's any chametz in the house? I have to ask the guy who's a firm Jew who's renting me the house, is there chametz? Why do I have to ask him? We all know Pesach is coming. Just like Medikas chametz isn't he becheskas gashras? The reason is because a house is not becheskas gashras. He's from, but the house is a house that has chametz in it. It's the same thing. This type of speech is usually speech that's gossip. Does he pay his bills? Is he honest? Is he? Is he? Is he? Is, so it's, I'm looking at the debor. I don't. So you don't have to worry about insulting me. You're about to go into a house on Pesach. You need to find out: is there chametz there? You're about to say words that are going to affect Levi. You need to find out if this is a situation that's mutter, and therefore you're mechuyiv to ask me. What about if you know that I'm a Talmud Chacham? I'm not. But let's say you know the person is a Talmud Chacham and a Yorah Shamayim. What's the halacha there? So here, we've learned it, by the way. You might remember when we were doing your Shalmi, which we are going to get back to do. Um, if a Talmud Chacham sends you peiros, you don't have to ask him if it's Tevel. Why? Because if he's sending you payrolls, they're obviously not tevel. So Lashon Hara also. If I'm asking you and trying to get you in conversation, it's like I'm sending you a basket of payrolls. The same if I sent you a basket of payrolls, you could assume that I was masakin it. If I'm asking you to say speech about Levi, whether he's honest or not, probably it's like the I've probably been masakin the basket. I probably am in a situation where I need to know, and it's a mutter and maybe even a mitzvah for me to know, and that's the reason I'm asking you, because a chaver has a chazaka. Let's say the person isn't known to be a great Talmud Chacham, but Lashon Har is one of the things he's careful in. So that's similar to what we understand, if you remember, We've had situations like that in Masechta's Demai, when we talked about people who weren't yet on the Madrega, but they were mockbit in a certain way uh, on the halachas of Tuma and Tahara. So if you know that the person is very careful in Loshanar, there are people that are like that, even though they're not necessarily talking to Chachamim and mockbit and other mitzvahs, but if this is something they're mockbit on, you don't have to ask them, hey, why are you asking me? The Gemara says a similar thing about Bedikas Chametz, that most people check their house for Chametz, even Amaratzim. So if you have a person that he's muhsik, that he doesn't speak Lashon Hara, it's like a Chaver, you don't have to ask him.
again, it could be that Lashon Har is something which people can fall into and could be over there unless the guy has a real chazaka. Again, my my gut instinct is to say, look, I, I'm sure you're not about Lashon Har, but this is what they yell us, right? It's, it's, it's easy to do that. You're not going to insult the person. Um, what about if the person tells you exactly what I just said? It's Latayelis, but he doesn't tell you why he needs to know. He doesn't tell you that he's going into business. He doesn't tell you it's because of Shaduchim. So, you know, do you need to know everything? You assume that the person asking you has learned to say for Chavetz Chaim or has heard about that, and he's asking for Tayelis. Hmm. Um, so maybe, but if there's a situation that if you don't tell him, he's not going to believe it. He needs to hear more information before, you know, he needs to hear, oh, yeah, she's going out with your daughter. He's going out with your daughter. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Now, now I'll tell you about this guy. Um, or, or, or they're about to go out, he needs to hear more. Um, so then you need to tell him what it is. Because otherwise, he doesn't believe you mean it. And once again, if he doesn't really believe he's doing it with Tayelis, you have been maksho him with, with your overlift naiver. So, so if he's uncomfortable or if you've sort of, if he's winking at you, you he needs to know that he's not saying Lashonara. If he thinks he's saying Lashonara, even though it really isn't, you have a right to hear it, then you have been over with Naiver. So these are some of, again, it took the hub. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.